Hello there. This is Eric Senrod from Dwayne Morris, joined by my colleague Jonathan Armstrong from Cordery. We're bringing you your weekly Tech Law 10 podcast where the law and information technology intersect. We're going strong. We're well into the 200s, approaching 300 in terms of the number of our podcasts. And there's never a dull, dull moment out there in cyberspace. So, Jonathan, I'm just thinking you must be pondering something having to do with the wealthiest man in the world and the most powerful man in the world. Am I getting that right? Uh, you are, yes. Um, although I suppose it depends on the latter as to who you believe. Um, uh, <laughs> exactly I, true. Some might say that the um, most powerful man in the world is actually the leader of the U.S., but that's a story for another day, isn't it? Um, I'm looking more at the... Um, differences between Bezos and Zuckerberg. So I'm intrigued by the news that you've had over there on a number of levels about Jeff Bezos's uh, mobile phone, his cell phone, and some of the pictures on that. But I'm particularly interested, I think, in the contrast between, or what might be seen as a contrast, between the security applied to him and his data versus the security applied to Zuckerberg and his data. I mean, I suppose in some respects they're not comparable businesses, but in some respects they are in that they were set up by people with a clear vision uh, and from small acorns, large oaks have grown. And obviously a lot of people are criticizing the personal security measures that Bezos employed and whether that compromised corporate security. From what I understand, speaking to people closer to the situation uh, than me, that's uh, not likely to be the issue. The issue uh, may not be a compromise on uh, Bezos's own devices. But I thought it was interesting that uh, if you look at uh, um, Facebook's public filings. Uh, Facebook uh, have uh, approved a budget of $10 million per year for security for Mark Zuckerberg and his family. And that's up from the security spend on him and his family for the 2017-2018 uh, period of 7.3 million U.S. dollars. Now, uh, obviously, that can buy you a lot of security. And they say that, um, or, or in its SEC filings, Facebook has said that this is in addition to the continued funding of Mr. Zuckerberg's overall security program to cover the costs of security personnel for his protection the procurement, installation, and maintenance of certain required security measures for his residences and the usage of a private aircraft for personal travel. So obviously we can argue whether some of that is uh, security in its strictest sense and whether some of that is um, making life easier for your founder but I think it's interesting that they've obviously recognized the fact and have stated in their filings um, for a number of years there was a budget of £4.2 million pounds in 2015, 
that the security of their executives is aligned with the security uh, uh, or, or the well-being, if you like, of the corporation. I'd mentioned in passing that the chief operating officer, Sheryl Sandberg, has also had a security program authorized for her personal security, which stands at some 2.7 million US dollars. Now, for many of the avid listeners to this podcast, of course, those sort of levels will be beyond their corporation or their organization. But increasingly, we are seeing those at the top of an organization being targeted in a personal capacity to compromise the corporation. The obvious one is, of course, CEO frauds, which are on the rise where people will use social media to ascertain whether an executive is incommunicado and then send an email to his team purporting to be from him to get uh, uh, monies transferred across. And I heard a, a horrible story this week about uh, that happening and many millions of dollars being transferred as a result of one of those frauds. So obviously we've got to do what we can to re reduce that type of scam on the system. But equally, if we can secure our executives' personal devices and make sure that they have state-of-the-art security over what they do both inside the office and outside, then the potential for harm in our organizations is reduced, particularly when they travel, particularly when they're, um, you know, when their heads in leisure time. You know, we've heard of incidents of devices being lost at sporting events, for example. And we know from incidents like Dark Hotel that we've discussed before of the vulnerability of senior executives uh, when they travel, particularly when they tweet about their whereabouts and particularly when they log into airport Wi-Fi and uh, Wi-Fi in hotels. So I suppose my question for you, Eric, <laughs> is um, is this something that's getting a lot of attention in the U.S. or are people concentrating on the more prurient uh, aspects of the uh, Bezos case? And do you agree with me that there are perhaps wider implications for even the smallest corporations when it comes to looking at the security of their top executives? Well, if I were defending myself in a deposition or in court, I would say objection compound. Uh, but breaking it down, <laughs> breaking it down just a little bit here. Object away, counselor. I, I can handle it. Um, I guess what I'd say first is uh, no doubt, you know, what are the headlines going to capture, you know, plainly the prurient interest, although the everyday person isn't going to use the word prurient, but they're going to be interested in, uh, shall we say, uh, well, what's the word I want to use? Adult-oriented content. Some of the minor no, adult, details, Eric. Minor details, adult, adult-oriented content that might show up in certain pictures. Um, so that, that captures the headlines. Uh, I think people in the tech know are, are concerned about, you know, important information potentially going missing, like you said, like, you know, the laptop, uh, you know, is misplaced and there's all sorts of uh, vital 
uh, information, you know, relating to a, a company, trade secrets, uh, uh, other, you know, very confidential information. Um, and what strikes me is, you know, you mentioned that the millions and millions of dollars being spent on the security for, you know, Mark Zuckerberg alone. Um, and, of course, he's extremely tech savvy, uh, and yet, you know, we're talking about so much money being devoted to protecting, you know, information relating to him and what he's doing. Um, I think it sort of raises the question, well, what about the rest of us? Uh, if it takes that much uh, monetary expenditure um, and uh, other uh, procedures and details to secure his information, it, it makes you think that the rest of us might be quite vulnerable because we don't have the ability uh, to spend that kind of money to protect our information. And it's no wonder, you know, we're hearing about uh, hacks of all types uh, compromising the personally identifiable information of large swaths of people. And even sophisticated companies um, are finding uh, their information um, taken uh, by others. And so we're living in a, in a world where the Internet is so wonderful. It, it brings together so much information and creates so much efficiency uh, and economic productivity. But, you know, there are these downsides. And when you hear that, I, I forget the exact number you raised. Did you say $12 million for Mark Zuckerberg? Did I get that right, Jonathan? Uh, I think, yeah, this this year it's 10. 10. So All right. We'll, we'll, call it, yeah, we'll call it $10 million. That's a lot. Um, uh, and even still, you know, can somebody, you know, rest easy at night thinking, okay, uh, you know, nothing can be uh, taken in terms of, uh, you know, information hacking. So I think I've responded to your question. I, I do believe yeah. you know, there, is, there is awareness across companies. You know, when I first started counseling companies relating to you know, their online information, gosh, probably 20 years ago now, uh, there was a little bit of a sense of, you know, keep your head in the sand. You know, we don't want to, on this issue, we, you know, we, we have other priorities to spend our money on. And why should we have to deal with this? We don't have a problem. And then we see so many problems on a constant basis that, you know, reasonably prudent companies now are at least devoting uh, some time and effort and expenditure to keep information safe relating to their executives and otherwise. Did I respond to your question okay, Jonathan? Yes, yes, I think you did. I mean, it's, it's clearly something that we're, um, we're going to return to because we're going to have people at the top of, the, uh, uh, of organizations compromised. I think that's the reality of the modern world and the industrialization of hacking, if you like. But, uh, yeah, very, very useful. Okay, well, this, 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 this was our Tech Law 10, number 242. Wow. So we're almost at 250. Not bad, right? Um, yeah. And we're not getting older. We're getting better. So keep, <laughs> keep uh, listening. Keep sending us uh, ideas for further podcasts. We'll be at you probably next week. I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. Uh, you can reach me at DJ Sinrod at DwayneMorris.com. And Jonathan DeCordery, and he will close this out. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks very much. Uh, Jonathan.Armstrong at CordryCompliance.com. We'd love to have your comments on this or any other topic. Eric's on Facebook. Uh, I'm not really, but uh, so <laughs> if you're Mr. Zuckerberg, email is probably the best one. Um, but uh, other than that, all that remains is to say thank you for listening. We'll speak to you again in a week or so. Bye now. Cheers. Bye-bye.